Hey, yo, what's going on, everyone? This is Lex James. And this is your boy, Mikey Bravo, and you're listening to The Wrestling High. And on this show, we'll keep you up to date on all things WWE and AEW, whether it's good, bad, or just completely shit. We're also going to be hitting you with all the rumors and hot topics all throughout the world of pro wrestling. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high. Do it. What's going on, everybody? This is the Buff Bassett Hound, Mikey Bravo. I'm here with Lunchtime Lex James. We're going to dive into some pretty hot topics right now, one of them being Jordan Grace's recent comments on Benoit, which I'm starting to believe that her looks make up for her lack of brains. <laughs> uh, we're going to get into the very exciting news about going back to TV 14, finally, because... When is fighting on TV ever PG? And uh, we'll touch a little bit on Raw and SmackDown. Nothing really happened. Dynamite, yeah, I, you know me. I'm the AEW guy here that doesn't watch it. I'll let Lex James take over here real quick. Yeah, I, I think the first topic we we definitely have to talk about. Apparently, it was mentioned that Raw in particular was that, going that's back. That's the weird thing. But it's, I can't imagine... It said uh, Raw is going back to uh, to TV 14 starting this Monday, July, what is it, the 18th? 18th At yeah. first they said that, but then they kind of backtracked a little bit. They said maybe not exactly this Monday, but in the very near future. But it, still. It's all up to the network because remember, USA owns the rights to Raw and Fox owns the rights to SmackDown. If USA wants TV 14, then they'll get TV 14, but if... Fox says, no, we want it to keep be PG, then SmackDown will be toned down, but Raw will be, you know, like, oh, this is an alternative, but with the same people. I think it was mentioned. I think Dave Meltzer, you know, obviously we feel how we feel about him, but I think he noted that it was, in fact, USA's call, not Vince McMahon's, to go to TV 14. And to me, all right, NXT's also on USA, so why wouldn't NXT also become TV 14? And I... I think even Meltzer said something about Fox eventually doing the same, too. It, it makes sense. I mean, we grew up on TV 14, and I think we came out pretty good. It's wrestling. You're going to see some wacky shit on here. And we're warning you. No one's saying that... Look, I, I don't necessarily... I mean, I'm not going to complain that much if we get brawn panties matches, depending on who's in the match. Oh, no. I but, but we don't need that. Every obviously, week. women's wrestling has evolved yeah, beyond that, that tenfold. So we're not going to see shit I mean, if like you that. want them to come out and still give matches the way they do now and more skimpier shit, then I will take hey, that We on. can have a technical masterpiece in a bra and panties match. I'm yeah, okay I'll that. take that every day. Yeah. But it doesn't need to be like Highly fighting unlikely. in pools of pudding and shit and thongs. Which no, I, and I'm I not really... I mind watching Nikita Lyons pin somebody in a thong. I'm not going to lie. But... <laughs> well, now that you mentioned... We don't... <laughs> we don't need blood right, every week. Right. Just now that it's... No, I, I definitely don't want to see blood every week. When That's, it makes sense. Yeah. They did this just in time for SummerSlam, so Roman and Brock have to bleed. Here's your chance, WWE, to make Roman and Brock go out with a bang. Yes. This like is you the 10th goddamn are. time you're giving it to us. And make it count. The promos that Paul Heyman's been cutting leading up to that match is like, okay, I see where they're going with the TV 14 because some of the shit he's saying is like, okay, you... That's not PG. No, yeah. I, I agree. I forgot what exactly was said on Raw, but what I he know said what was, was... said, but I don't want to get too ahead unless you want yeah, to Yeah, yeah, well, 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 I guess we'll wait for our, you know, mini Raw recap. But, but I'm, I'm hyped for it. Yeah. I'm not expecting... I don't want to see thumbtacks and cage matches every week, but I want to see when you had, like... Oh, if I, this was TV 14 a couple of months ago, imagine how much better... Rollins and Cody could have been. Oh, yeah. As good as it was. That Hell in a Cell match. A, imagine how color. much better it could have been with some color. Especially with Cody hurt. Maybe Cody doesn't get busted open since he's already fighting no, with Seth one Rollins arm. But does. maybe Seth does, yeah. But imagine, or maybe when Seth Rollins stabs Edge in the eye with a piece of chair, Edge is actually bleeding and yeah. doesn't have, you know, fucking Luke Cage skin. This opens where the door it just doesn't for penetrate. WWE to show them how to blade correctly. <laughs> I'm just... Look, adult-oriented shit, Didn't all right? Cody tweet something like a winking eye? Yes, he did. And that just warms my heart. I think he Now I cannot to, wait even more. He needs to win the Royal Rumble, like, coming at four. 
get busted open and win the Rumble bloody. Hey, Undertaker won the Rumble bloody, and he came in at 30. And Austin won the Rumble bloody. He came in at 27 after Triple H kicked Let his ass Cody before Rose he got to the ring. Because then he wins the, the, he wins the Hell in a Cell with a real torn peck. Royal Rumble, he gets busted open and wins that. And then wins the Mania main event. That's the most earned Mania main event title match ever. <laughs> no shit. Especially if that Mania title match is against Brock Lesnar. I'm just putting that out there. Cody and Brock. Anyway. Yeah, they could build that to be believable. Anyway, not going to get too ahead of myself. couldn't stop this guy, so maybe, maybe he has a chance against oh, Brock. Brock Lesnar could. Yeah, I, yeah, he could definitely spin it that way, even though real life would say no. No, but, but you're this right. Is the I, this, is, this is the WWE Still universe. Still real to us. Damn right. Um, but yeah, I, look, I'd be fine with something that resembled Ruthless Aggression era. Because we got great wrestling during that oh. era. We, it was adult-oriented. It wasn't necessarily, you know, hot lesbian action. It wasn't, you know, Jerry Lawler saying puppies every no, fucking five it, minutes. Honestly. It wasn't Val Venus getting his dick cut off. <laughs> as, as iconic as the Attitude Era was, I'd say my very favorite era was the Ruthless Aggression because of the match quality you got. You still got some, you know, you still got the great storylines. Shawn Michaels was back for it. Shawn Michaels was as as good as he's ever been, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah, like he time. was untouchable at Undertaker that time. was arguably the best he'd ever been. Yeah, you had heel Triple H still doing shit. Which evolution. people hate, and I did at the time, but going back, you I appreciate the, the hell right out of reasons. it. Right. Oh, well, some, you yes. I hated Triple H because he was my favorite guy to watch my favorite guy kick his ass. He beat all of our favorites. That's what I'm saying. But when he finally got his ass whooped, it was like, it, it meant it something, mean something, you know? It did mean something. Give us that again. I, I'm, I don't yeah. the Attitude Era where you got gold dust coming out and thongs. And even Ruthless Aggression Era had their, you know, they had their storylines that were pretty ridiculous. Vince loves cocks. Apparently, he doesn't love cocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ask he around just the loves office. getting his cock sucked. Just ask around the office. <laughs> um, but not just that. I mean, I'm thinking more along the lines of Kurt Angle trying to fucking brush up on Booker T's wife, Charmel. Yeah, that and even Kurt Angle said that was like his least favorite storyline he's ever done in, in his career, which I can imagine. Brooker T and Kurt Angle never needed to be about Charmel. Could have no, just been a good, it just could have been a solid been... match between two great wrestlers. Yeah, you know. And what was the other one that I had on, had in mind? Undertaker against the Dudleys with fucking Paul Bearer in a concrete crypt. And if the Undertaker lost, he'd be he'd be killed. By drowning in concrete. And did he still kill him? Yeah, Undertaker did it. <laughs> Paul Bearer has died about three times before he actually did. And I'm, I don't mean to make light of his actual death, but it was just pretty silly yeah. how they killed but characters off and brought them back. Give us something along the ruthless aggression in our lines. Yeah. It don't gotta be no fucking pudding matches and any type of weird, like, fucking... I'm not asking for, you know... Raw DX again. Or Mae Young giving birth to Mark Henry's fucking, yeah, you know, son that comes out as a hand. Get, get more edgy WWE because there's guys that I believe that are going to benefit from this because they're already good with the PG. Right. Imagine Kevin Owens ha- being able to be more edgy now. Seth Sami Rollins. Zayn, Seth Rollins, Roman hey, Reigns. I mean, it would be kind of funny and it would get a chuckle out of me if Seth started calling himself Seth fucking Rollins. <laughs> and... I think the big fucking elephant in the room we're all forgetting about. How about when MJF comes to WWE now? Exactly. He doesn't get toned down. Not so watered now. down now, huh? No. And he can come in and and with the guys there that can be so much better than they are already now, just being more edgy. This opens a big door. And I'm not saying like this is gonna be all overnight. Like you know, Raw is gonna start off with. You know, Seth Rollins going on a tirade and just cursing out Riddle and setting up their match. But, it, like I said, just give me a little more adult-oriented. You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you th- you're high if you think you can beat me. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but I- I'm just saying, like, Randy Orton now, when he comes back and he's back to TV14, that's going to be a lot of fun. He can do the punt again. like He was doing a punt in the PG nah, era. Like, Here and there. I like to see him kick somebody in the head and then actually bleed from it. Well, I just, like I said, man, I, I'm just, it's not going to be something that's going to be completely, you know, obvious, like, oh my God, there it's night and day. I don't think it's going to be something like that. I think it's going to be a smooth transition. Now, I think they, I think this is part of fixing the problem. The other part is writers. Yes, absolutely. Because you can be TV 14, but then you'll have writers that think, oh, TV 14, make a, you know, 
Champa make out with fucking Liv Morgan. That's TV. No, we don't want to see that. I want to see wrestling TV fourteen. Yeah, not yeah, yeah. Love scenes in a wrestling ring. Right. Get nah, rid of old. Like I remember there was a interview I saw where they interviewed the writer of, of Raw, one of the writers. Last year. Yeah, yeah. She was like, I never watched a wrestling a day in my life. I just write comedy TV, and I. I and they said shit. that they preferred that. Like I almost shit my pants because it's like. You you got somebody who's writing sitcoms for TV, writing wrestling. She doesn't know what she's Dude, doing. Dude, she barely knew who Bobby Lashley was, and he was a WWE champion. Yeah, at the time. Oh, and man. I, I just wanted to rip my fucking hair out listening to this. I'm it like, sucks, man. It sucks because and it's they like, have... you, but you know what? At the same time, WWE deserved that to be exposed and be looked like a, as a bunch of fucking fools yeah. for doing what they did. They deserved every bit of that. Because what? Why the hell are you hiring this girl in the That's first place, Nick man? That's fucking Nick Khan. He hires people like that. And yeah. Vince just says yes because it's like, oh, I'm making money. He doesn't care. It, when it's, you can hire wrestling people, like, why not have fucking Eric Bischoff writing Raw? I and think Paul they Hayden did that. Ha- they had that a couple years ago, and I think they fucking fired Bischoff, like, oh, maybe within a month he had or so. a good idea. I don't know. I don't know why it was, but I remember hearing about that. It wasn't that long ago. I think it was like before the pandemic. Bro, with TV 14, they could easily have Bischoff come back and have Raw Roulette again. I'll take that. Yeah. That I was like... a fresh idea. It's something different every week. Yeah. I don't I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, I'm going to temper my expectations just a bit. Yeah. Because I'm not expecting. expecting. And I know a lot of fans. For the best. I'm not. I know a lot of fans are just. I was look. I remember when I tagged you on Facebook. I'm like, holy shit! Go to Facebook right now. You got to see what I just tagged you in. And yeah, I got hype just like anybody else would. But at the same time, you got to think like, this isn't going to be some shit that is just sorry. Soon, Raw is going to open with a with a match that has that that has blood in it. I don't want to even see that. Yeah, you know, I, I don't want to see that. Just give me a little more adult oriented content. That's all I'm asking for. It doesn't have to be... We don't have to be slapped in the fucking face with this. I'm not saying Stone Cold needs to come out in a fucking beer truck. No, no. no kick it ass. just needs to be more geared towards us a little bit more. Yeah. You can still have still your kids stuff. It. You can still have shit that brings that audience in. But yeah. like, remember, we're watching this to spend the money on this shit too. We're the ones spending the money for the kids, damn it. So... I mean, I'm going to just expect WWE to do like they do everything else good and fuck it up. But <laughs> it's I'm hard not to expect that. But I like I think, like you said earlier, a good start is the Brock and Roman last man standing match. If this is the last match and we all hope it is. <laughs> yeah, that this is a way and, to and put a nice TV 14 makes it better because remember, I had that 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 theory, you know, mm-hmm. of. Brock and Roman beating each other until they can't move. Yeah. And him coming out, as soon as the ref's going to count, but instead of just letting him count, he starts taking selfies as the ref's counting. But imagine a bloody Roman and Brock in the back of those pictures. Yeah. That would make it that much better. Just that little touch. Nice little image. And it would make it the story that that they want it to be. Right. That explains the story as it should be. As it should be explained. Yeah. Because... We'll get into that when we talk about Raw. No, I get it. Yeah, I, I, but it's the part that happened on Raw that makes me think that this is going to happen. So yeah, this TV fourteen, this news. I mean, I don't think it caught all of us off guard. They haven't. They've literally almost fourteen years to the day. I believe it was July twenty second, two thousand eight, when they officially became PG. And I remember, I believe it might have had a little bit to do with a Shawn Michaels Chris Jericho match. That took place right before that happened. And Shawn Michaels got busted open really bad in that match. I think he bladed himself a little too good. And he bled so hard in this match that it made people really uncomfortable. And I remember saying, like, that was, like, one of the reasons... Not one of the main reasons. I'm sure it wasn't, all oh, that match did it. I'm not saying that. But they were saying it was, like, it was stuff like that. It was why they were trying to... You know what's going to get really good it. with this? When NXT is TV-14 because Shawn and Triple H are writing that? Watch how good that is, because Triple H is back full-time now. That, I mean, I, I think I told you, I've definitely exp- um, expressed how I felt about NXT 2.0 after the ridiculous storyline where Rick Steiner got captured by Joe Gacy and Harlan, who's now released, and they kidnapped him inside yeah. the fucking Performance Center, which every NXT show takes place in. And honestly, I don't think I've sat through an entire episode since. I think that was the episode 
right after WrestleMania, and it was when Gunther had just put over Braun Breaker before he went yeah, to SmackDown. Yeah, me neither, but I, I just hope that this TV-14 opens up for all three things to get better. I'll start watching NXT when it becomes TV-14. I'll say that. I'm sure I'm missing out some you know pretty solid matches, but that storyline was just utterly ridiculous, and I, I just, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to take a break here. But yeah, maybe TV-14 improves NXT too. I don't see why not, because they were talking about making that a little edgier before this. Maybe yeah. this was, you know, the idea going, you know, back And this back is just the way it belongs. It's wrestling at the end of the day. Yeah. You can only be so PG with it. I agree. But I... now, so, it's time to talk about okay. the one who got butt but lacks brains. Jordan Grace. And if you're not too familiar with Jordan Grace, she is Impact Wrestling's Knockouts Champion. That's their women's And she's champion. she's good. She can wrestle. She's, you know, but... And she's hot. But she's an asshat for this So moment. this tweet, I believe this might have been about a week ago. Maybe we're a little late on it. But I, I, I can't not talk about this because it's just... Wow, I can't believe someone said that. Such but a I, bad take. Yeah, but at the same time, I absolutely can believe it. So, yeah... I believe it was Jordan Grace. She responded to a fan on Twitter about Chris Benoit. And I can't remember what the tweet, you know, she was responding to, but I have her tweet. And she is quoted saying, I don't think Benoit could 100% hang with most of the present day best wrestlers. He would not be able to remember matches. Also, may he burn in hell. Amen. Wow. So, okay, I'm not going to really focus on may he burn in hell, amen, because everybody's free to think what they want about what he did, and I don't blame anybody. Yeah, that's, that's not what we're here to talk about. No. But the fact that this girl can, first of all, she's lucky that she can be in the wrestling world as a wrestler, even if she's only on impact. Right. I would have loved to have been able to be younger and get into wrestling and be doing that at this point. But to say that Chris Benoit wouldn't be able to hang with guys, like, who do you think he wouldn't be able to hang with? Because there's only a few guys that I think would be able to hang with him. I, and I'm going to, I'm going to give you my few guys. Um, Danielson is definitely at the top yeah, of that list. That, that, I remember when Brian first came out, I was working out with a friend of mine and I'm like, yo, you still, he watched wrestling. I'm like, mm-hmm. you still watch wrestling? He's like, yeah, here and there. I'm like. You got to check out Daniel Bryan. He kind of reminds me of Chris Benoit. He looks like a, a smaller Benoit, but I don't mean it like as in no, Bryan's no, just a small like his, guy. His, his, just his build, his his style. Bryan didn't roid. Not to sound like that, but it's just the truth. But as far as like the, the tenacity that yeah, he wrestled with. None of these guys would handle that. I Danielson's at the top of my list. I have Claudio Casagnoli, yeah. a.k.a. Cesaro. I think him and Benoit would have been I think flat Gunther out fucking incredible. Been, and Benoit could have been. I didn't been, even think about wow. Gunther, but yeah. I have, and I'm not even including Orton because he faced him. Yeah. Cena faced him. I'd say Nakamura could do, go with Benoit. I didn't Benoit even think about Nakamura. Because Nakamura does his strong Right, style. I didn't even think about him, but I'm mad I didn't. Um, AJ Styles I would put up there. I would put... Um, I think Rollins, Rollins. Would be, Rollins would definitely be I able think to Rollins be. would be able Cody. to hang. Cody, yeah. I think Cody would have but been able it's to just, get a Benoit beat. To me, it's like... Who does she mean as best wrestlers? I want to... Look, she that, didn't name anyone... Saying. Like she didn't I name hope anyone. She's not talking about her husband. Oh, stop, Jonathan Gresham. Look, I, I I can't judge Jonathan Gresham. I know he's a smaller guy, but he has a good physique. I can't judge him much because I can't say I've seen him wrestle all that much. So I'll reserve my comments on that. Um, but even then, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume he's not on Benoit's level, and I'm not knocking him. But there aren't really many people, even in, even in Benoit's era, meant. that were on his that were on his level. Yeah, I wonder who she meant. Like, Please don't tell me you mean Kenny Omega, because Benoit's up there with like Kurt Angle, and and also he wouldn't remember. He wouldn't be able to remember most of his matches. Let's explain why this is. In, this makes no sense. He wouldn't have to remember. Yeah, they weren't scripted. They got in the ring and they worked. Because they were that good. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Just because Benoit's up there with the likes of Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero. You're saying Eddie Guerrero couldn't hang with anybody today? Eddie Guerrero hung with Benoit back in the day, and Benoit hung with Eddie Guerrero. Like, I don't think she thought this through. I believe Jordan Grace was also born in, like, 96. Okay, yeah, so you so, don't even know, like... There you go. What's wrestling to her? When there was Divas? 
I mean, like I said, she didn't name any names, but we all know most people, when they bring up the best wrestler in the world today, or some people even go as far as saying greatest of all time, I'm mentioning Kenny Omega just because that's who most people today are going to say. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think Kenny Omega is a hell of a wrestler. Wow, the but best I think wrestler in the world? It, it, it gives me this... There are reasons why I don't like Kenny Omega, and then there are reasons why I can see why people really love Kenny Omega. I'm a little split on him. I think he has great matches, but I think he, the way he does certain shit, it's just... He doesn't sell. I'm sorry. He doesn't sell. I put something like that on a, a Facebook post that we were talking about. Him and I, I see what Jim Cornette says when he means like Kenny Omega kind of ruined wrestling because he, him and the Bucks were the in, innovators of the no sell in America because they do it in Japan a lot. Yes, they but do. In American wrestling, you you're supposed to sell. That's how we do it over here. It's it's different styles. I like both, but if I want to see no selling, I'll go and watch Japan where they're really hitting each other and no selling. Not with it. Yeah, no shit. No selling. You know that, what I'm and saying? that's and that's a big difference. I'm. I'm but over here, point. where they're doing working punches, I want to see those working punches sold. I don't want to see. Oh, look, he's not hitting him. So yeah, he's not. It just it fucks it all up. I get what he's saying. Just imagine. Look, I'm not saying Kenny Omega would not be able to hang with Chris Benoit. I'm not. I'm not even going to say that. Benoit I'm not would even have say to tone that. it down for him. But to say Benoit couldn't hang with someone like nah, a Kenny Omega, you're crazy, shut the man. fuck up. You're, you're out of your mind. <laughs> what? Chris Benoit has been a great wrestler since he was, I think he was in Stampede when Brett's father owned it back he in the was, day. I, I mean, like I said, we're mentioning Kenny Omega. I want to make that clear because, hey, it's assumed But when anybody throws out the goat or, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, who the best wrestler in the world is? Kenny Omega is one of the first names that comes up. Not necessarily with us, but You're not tell me I'm me. wrong. I, I, but say, tell me I'm wrong. A lot no, of fans I know what you mean. You know a lot I mean? of fans say that because he is good. He's damn good. He is good. But there's no re- psychology. Best most wrestler of his in the world. It, it, it's again, it's like that Brett and Sean thing. It's a matter of preference. It's whether you like Rollins or Danielson. Which one? They give me that same feel. And it, because uh, Rollins is an more entertainer, Sean. athletic like Sean. Danielson's Danielson is technical, submissions, Serious. makes it look real. Right. It, it's the same dynamic. Yeah, I yeah, that's a great point. Kenny Omega might be in the top when he comes back, but he's not the best Dude, wrestler in the world. I don't know. I, I, like you said, it comes down to preference at the end so of the day. So if she's talking about him, then no. Like, I'm sorry. The, the, the question of, is, who today would be able to hang with Ben Wallace? Like absolutely. And we kind of just, you know, gave yeah, some names gave on that. Yeah, some names on that. It's not who him hanging with. And even, yeah, and even then, and you know, I would even say Punk in his prime because, hell, they were about to wrestle before Ben Wallace. Yeah, Punk did would have been did. able to, because it, it's guys that can ha- hang with Ben have to have what you said, ring psychology. Mm-hmm. You have to know how to be a wrestler. You have to know how to make it look real even when it's not. You have to make the people in the crowd that are watching you 10 feet away believe. Yeah. yeah. And the people at home with cameras zooming in on you believe. Right. You can't just get in there and say, hey, in the back, we listed 17 high spots. Go through those, a couple flips, a couple super kicks, and bada bing, bada boom. That's not fucking wrestling. No. How many of them are you going to even remember? That, that, that's a Broadway play. They might as well go on a stage and do that and, and let everybody know, hey, this was rehearsed 17 times. <laughs> <laughs> Benoit didn't do that. No, Eddie didn't, didn't do to. that. Sean didn't do that. Brett didn't. These guys didn't need to fucking do that. They went out there and said, yo, we'll call it on the fly. Sean and Brett, I'm sure, called that Iron Man match mostly on the fly. Except for maybe the big high spots they had because it is an hour long. But I'm, they didn't have nothing... Rehearsed. They didn't do the match seventeen times, oh, so where they could forget something for a fucking hour. I would think you can't do that anyway. You don't yeah. have that much time on your hands. So I don't know are. where she gets this Benoit. She did. Hang. She did eventually backtrack because you know there weren't just fans like you and I that were you know outraged no, by they were such wrestlers a, like and wrestlers that knew him like Chavo Guerrero that was really close with Benoit that actually spoke to him in his last days. As much of a fucking chode as Guerrero, Javo Guerrero is, he, he knows, you know? Yeah. He was there for all his career. He basically said along the lines, like, you pretty, pretty much just exposed yourself. Gail Kim, 
who a woman's wrestler that doesn't get nearly enough credit because she wasn't given when she was given a platform they treated her like a joke in WWE. But if you know Gail Kim, great fucking wrestler. When women's wrestling wasn't even like paid attention to, she basically said, "Look, I can understand how you feel about Benoit, but to say he couldn't hang with, with this generation, it's like there's yeah, people that." And she said something. There's people that think Kurt think the same of Kurt Angle, and Kurt Angle would mop the floor with these guys. It's just it's absurd that anyone. I don't give a fuck how young you are. Do your homework. Yeah. And like I said, she did backtrack yeah, what her year comments. Was she born? Apparently, I think ninety six. So she was born the year we were watching Brett and Sean have that Iron Man match. Right. Yeah. Go to sleep. <laughs> it's past your bedtime. The fuck. Yeah. Um, like I said, she did backtrack her comments after you know everybody told her how wrong she is. Yeah, she, and she, she had Benoit's son on. Daniel Benoit. Yeah, come on. I think she... Did they set up a fundraiser or something yeah, like that? Yeah, some, some fundraiser for, like, suicide prevention or something. Hey, I mean, it's nice to see that she came to her senses. Yeah, Maybe she was forced you, you, to, you but... you were made to look like a fucking asshat. And you deserved it. Because you don't know what the hell you're talking Stupid about saying something like, like that. that. Just, you wow. You can think what you want about Benoit and the what whole he story and what he did, but as a wrestler, performer, entertainer... He is absolutely one of the greatest Benoit's to do it. Benoit's one of the greatest to ever do it. Yeah. It's really hard to argue. At least in our generation, I can't speak for anything that happened for most of the 80s and before that, if I'm going to be fair. But, hell, in our generation, it's not even up for discussion. Benoit is the top five, you know, in our, in our fucking, in our lifetime. Yeah. Absolutely. As far as what you, between the ropes, what yeah, you do in the it, ring, it's the not even up for the that Benoit, It's not up for like, debate. It was just, it, it was arguably second to none. Really? You know, so, yeah, just, I really couldn't believe what I read when, like, someone actually said that. Thankfully, she's an impact, and not that many people know who she is. The whole controversy around it is the reason why people jump at it. She, she, she doesn't know. When Benoit did what he did, she was what ten, eleven years old. What the fuck do you understand uh, yeah, about that? No shit. Yeah, I was in high school, and I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding and me!" Just finished high school. Like Chris yeah. Benoit, really? No way. Not not only did we lose another great wrestler, but how we lost Eddie him. had just died two years before that. Not even two but years. Then how we lost it? It's like fuck. Why is the rest of the completely world completely like mind fucked when you found out? What does she know about this? She, yeah. she was fucking not even playing video games, probably. Go to bed, like I said. Yeah. I got your cookies and milk right here. Hopefully you mean cookies and milk for real. Special cookies. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> anyway, So yeah. the next thing we wanted to talk about before we dive into a quick recap. Um, so we see footage from, you know, a fan's cell phone of a, at a live event in WWE. I can't remember where exactly it was. But um, the footage is Liv Morgan hitting her finisher on Natty. Pins her one, two, three, and Natty gets up immediately, no sells the finisher, and looks like she had, she had some choice words for Liv Morgan before exiting the ring, all within six seconds. Uh, three of those seconds, her getting yeah, her that shoulders was weird. pinned do to the you, mat. Do you know what that's about? Because I, I really so didn't apparently that much. we know what it's not about, and apparently it's not any heat with Liv Morgan, which I mean, it's kind of hard to see. To, to, to believe that because you clearly see Natty look like she has some choice words for her after completely no-selling yeah, and taking was, the pin. weird. But apparently there's no heat on Liv Morgan, which is nice to hear. She just won the title. It would kind of suck to hear that. Um, but apparently there is heat with, with Natty. There were reports about how she hates the way she's been booked lately um, and how she's kind of made to look like a jobber, which I can't disagree with that. At the same time, I don't know, like, the women's division right now, yes. definitely on SmackDown, it's lacking. You got Charlotte away. Um, obviously, Sasha and Naomi, you know, they're pretty much without, you know, they're not in the company anymore. I don't know if WWE has confirmed it, but we can, I feel like it's a safe assumption. They're not in the company anymore. Yeah. And they were on SmackDown. So, you know, SmackDown is Sasha's paper asking for, like, 30 grand to show up. Yeah. Those things. And apparently she's been getting it. Wow. So more power to her. At first, and they were saying that that asking price was along the lines of people like Sting and, all, like, you know, just south of people like HBK and Flair and Goldberg and Hogan. And it's, like, crazy to think that Sasha can do that. But apparently she's 
she's made she's had you know she's signed on for appearances that she's made thirty thousand dollars off of so more power to her she also said um or it's been reported i don't know if she said it herself but it was uh reported that she doesn't plan on wrestling until 20 uh 2023 so if we are going to see her surface in aew under her real name mercedes varnado uh it won't be until next year so you know something to look out for i guess but back to what the fuck were we just talking about back to natty so SmackDown is paper thin when it comes to their women's division, and Ronda Rousey ain't really doing that great of a job holding it together, which is why they already cashed in on her immediately. Ronda yeah. Rousey is like what you called her, Ronda Drowsy. I think that's perfect. That yeah, she she puts me to sleep every time she's on the TV. I get drowsy. Um, and Ronda you know, drowsy. I don't think, and I think you know, having to resort to because I feel like Natty and Ronda fought already, like maybe a few years ago. I could be wrong, um, but. That's why, once again, you're going to the well with something, and Natty's not necessarily the most charismatic. She's a great wrestler. She's a heart, damn it. She's not the greatest on, you know, personality, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, she, she doesn't have, like, charisma or anything. At the same time, I don't know if I would say they're treating her like a jobber, but I, I will say someone as technically sound and, you know, the lineage she comes from, the family she comes from, Maybe she could have been booked a little better, a little stronger over the years. I, I do agree with that. Um, I don't necessarily agree with no-selling Liv Morgan's finisher who just won the damn title, even if it is at a live event. They were even saying how she's kind of acting like almost diva type, like mm. almost having to you know try to get Tyson Kidd, her husband, real name TJ Wilson, who's now, you know, obviously he took a muscle buster from Samoa Joe seven years ago and can't wrestle again, but he's one of their producers. He's apparently one of their best producers um i think they've even said they had to even try to talk him into talking to her yeah because she doesn't understand that you're not only fucking with your spot but you're fucking with his too same thing with naomi and i mean maybe it's not but still it's that you know like when you're married to somebody it's hard for imagine montez ford pulling some shit right now with and it almost happened did it? Couple couple months ago. I don't know if you remember. Maybe we didn't talk about this, but at a dark main event on Raw, after Raw went off the air, they had a lumberjack match, and there were fans John at Montez Ford, and Montez Ford, you know, like, he didn't fucking back down, and apparently jawed back, and I believe he was reprimanded because of this. Because wow. I guess he may have taken it too far, I don't know, and they were saying that, like, if he wasn't Bianca's, you know, husband, he may have gotten canned. Wow. So... I don't know. I, I this was a few months ago. I, I don't really have the time yeah, to go back gotta, on it now. You but gotta think different when you, especially when you got a, yeah, you got a spouse, limelight. and when you got a spouse who's in Jay, he's got a position in the main or Jimmy, whichever one. It was Jimmy. Been, yeah, yeah, he's in the main event picture because he's the tag champ with Roman as you know the bloodline. I I go as far as calling the Usos the, like top guys, and yeah, they are. You can't fuck around, man. Yeah, it's not only your spot, you're jeopardizing. Right. Even if it doesn't necessarily jeopardize them, why even take that risk? And you know what? That just makes it look even worse on her because your husband's a producer and you still can't get put on TV the right way. It's because you're not getting over. You can't blame everybody else. I, I, feel, I feel like bad booking has you know, stained a lot of wrestlers to the point where it's impossible to look at them the same way. Dolph Ziggler being one of those guys. And it's a shame because Ziggler can wrestle his ass off. But it's just he's been buried so many times. Yeah. To the point where he, it's, I, I can't take in, him serious. I think he comes in as, like, enhancement. He's not a Glorified job, but he comes in and puts somebody over. Now, I, you know, I don't want to say that about – I'm going to take that back. That's not what Dolph Ziggler is. But that's at times, want to call him a job. But at times, that's how he people. was somewhat treated. Because even now, if a guy, if an up and coming guy beats Dolph Ziggler to me, that's a big deal because you just beat one of the. And it's going to be something we touch on later yeah, on. Yeah, you just beat one of the best. Like I feel Dolph Ziggler should have had multiple world title runs by now, but for whatever reason, he's got the short end of the stick. It felt like people were looking for a reason to not do it, and the concussion he got when he won the world title you know was exactly. You know what's that. crazy? We, you know, I don't really give a fuck about Road Dog, but he said something on a podcast. He was like. I would have loved to have seen Dolph Ziggler and Prime Billy Gunn in a tag team. Oh, yeah. Or, like, maybe Dolph Ziggler and Prime Shawn Michaels in a tag team. from Like, 90 Shawn Michaels. He's a little bit of both of them. Yeah. With some Mr. Perfect. Some Kurt Hennig in it. 
I, I mean, they treat Ziggler, him like fucking Duke the Dumpster. Sometimes they do. I don't, I don't know about all the time, but yeah, they they throw him in the fucking dumpster. Um, but yeah, and and I think Natty has suffered from that. I think someone like Big Show suffered from that in the WWE too in yeah, his later Big years. Show was booked horribly. They just couldn't. They they had him cry if he wasn't You're crying. Seven foot go out there. And if cry. he wasn't crying, he was turning heel or getting fired. Right. Or getting emasculated. You yeah, know? The biggest guy... They verbally company. cut his dick off like they did Val Venus. <laughs> it makes you wonder, like, would, would they have done this to Andre the Giant? I don't think so. God. Andre would have picked Vince up by his neck and shook him a little bit. Right. So, yeah. And I think Natty might be a victim of that. I don't think it's might. I think she is. Nah, I mean, is. this is also a girl. Is. This was a... this, And here it is. It just, it just hit me. I just remembered. Remember she was doing this farting gimmick? Yeah. So, I mean, granted, this was like 12 years ago, but God, why would you do that to any of your women? It's not like Natty is ugly. Why does she have to be saddled with the farting? Why not give that to Tamina? Just give it to our truth. I don't want any of the women farting on my fucking TV. Just like I don't want to see women bleeding. Our truth. Our truth can make anything funny. (laughs) Yeah, let him fart. Let Otis fart. Even though Otis came 12 years later or 10 years later, whatever. You get the fucking point. Let Santino fart. Instead of him walking in on Natty's farts, which was hilarious, <laughs> but not the point. Santino. So Natty, especially with a farting gimmick, you know, she had the quote-unquote stench of that on her for a while. I mean, hell, Cesaro had a yodeling gimmick. Thankfully, that didn't last too long. Most people don't remember that. <laughs> and he was able to get through that because he's a fucking phenomenal wrestler. But not everybody's a phenomenal enough wrestler to get through yeah. that. So, just can't I think Natty's a victim of that. So I can understand her, you know, I can understand that. I just had yeah, no selling the new champs finisher right after she pins you clean. It's not professional. Yeah, it's, it's kind of shitty. Especially being a heart. Like, we just talked about this. All the shit that Sean and Brett had going on, before that screw job, there was never anything screwy about what they did in the ring. They never no-sold each other. Yeah. That just happened Even to be during a during the screw job, they never did that shit. Yeah. They still kept it professional, man. Like it, it, you got you, When you're in that ring, you got a job to do. Yeah. You can be mad all you want in the locker room. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I agree. I could definitely understand her frustration. I'm, de- you know, I, I get it. I, I mean, to do that to your new champ, it's kind of shitty. Liv Morgan didn't deserve yeah, that. Yeah, she didn't need. Like, you're supposed to be that. helping this young girl. And granted, Liv Morgan's probably going to drop that title to Ronda at some probably, point. Probably because not Liv, the point though. It's nice to see her get a title shot, but There's no way she's beating Ronda. I don't. Sorry, she she doesn't have what it takes on the mic to keep me interested. I the believability is in question. She's just a real she's, pretty face to look right, at. Right, and it's, she's I'm happy to be here. Gimmick, cool. We all are happy for you to be here too. Now let's see you turn it the fuck up. Yeah. Speaking of turn it the fuck up, I want to see Ronda turn it the fuck up and turn heel on her. Turn heel and rip her, her arm off and fucking beat it with her. Beat her with it. Beat it with her. Yeah, maybe not beat the arm with her. That'd <laughs> that be crazy, right? You get what I'm trying fucking to say. Fucking arm. Yeah. <laughs> but that's what I want to see at SummerSlam as far as that goes. Turn Ronda full fucking heel, make her the Brock of the women's division. Yes. That I can get on board with. That, that... Paul Heyman or not. That I can get on that board with. Dope. That would be believable. But yeah, guys, those are our top three topics we definitely wanted to touch on. Uh, when we get back, we're going to briefly go through some Raw, SmackDown, and Dynamite recaps. Just talk about the results and what we think. Uh, but yeah, stick with us. We'll be right back. To back up into the ring in just a moment or two for more exciting fucking action. <laughs> Roof. It's the Buff Bassett Hound back with Lunchtime Lex. Now we're going to get into some uh, Raw Smackdown Dynamite. Uh, there was only a few points on Raw and Smackdown that I wanted to talk about, but you you have more of the play-by-play. Oh, I mean, Raw started with uh, Brock Lesnar. It's nice to see, you know, Austin Theory interacting with Brock because I have my own theory on... Oh, yeah, with the whole know, SummerSlam the whole thing. Summer and it will... Well, before Theory even came out, Paul Heyman came out and, you know, decided to... Cut a TV-14 type promo. A week before we hear about what's going on. What was uh, the quote that you remember? He said something, because I, I remember it because I fucking almost spit what I was drinking. <laughs> yeah. 
He said, if I got to train Roman Reigns to stick his hand up your ass and pull your heart out of that hole, that's what I'll do. Yeah, I remember hearing that, too. I was like, oh, wow. And the way Brock reacted to it was like, he was trying to kind of not laugh, but kind of like, what the fuck did he it's just quite say? the image he just painted for us. Yeah. Definitely you know not, a TV, not, not a PG image, either. He's been, Roman, uh, Paul Heyman's been cutting promos to build this match up to be what they're trying to build it to be. And I, that's why I hope the match ends up being exactly that. Because his promo on SmackDown the other day, before, I think it was before this Raw. He was talking about how Ro- uh, Roman Reigns gotta be vicious and violent. And he gotta be a different Roman Reigns. You can't be lead laid back because... Pinning Brock Lesnar one two three is one thing, but putting him down for a ten count is a whole different animal. And what do you know? It's just in time to be TV fourteen. Yeah. So, so the way he's building this match, I hope that they deliver because you got, like, this guy has put everything behind the two of you for his most of his career. Yeah. Don't disappoint us now because you know, leading to WrestleMania, Brock Lesnar after you know almost trying to kill the Bloodline with a fucking forklift, says he's coming for your blood, Roman. And there was none. None. There needs to be in this. All the blood was was kept in his head. And, and he he's talking in his promo on Raw about slaughtering pigs and hogs, and he called Roman a tribal hog, I think. And he said, speaking of hogs, when Paul Heyman even came out. And if you're gonna talk like that, TV fourteen, yeah, back it up in the damn blading, back it up in the match. And Austin Theory, like you said, he came out. He came out to he remind everybody a little bit on the mic. Reminded everybody that one, he's Mr. Money in the Bank, and two, that he hasn't forgotten that Brock Lesnar F five the bejesus out of him off the chamber back in February. And Brock told him, you know, you want to come on down, come on down, and that's when uh, even Alpha Theory, Academy that comes out. Yeah, so Alpha Academy took the you know the yearly Brock Lesnar beating and yeah. burial in the beginning of Raw, which to me. Yeah, it's it's very impressive that he can F5 someone the size of Otis. I enjoyed the steel step shots the most about this because it's either Gable sells him really good or Brock is really hurling steps in his head because it looked like it to me. Right. And I'm not going to lie, the way Brock throws Otis out of the ring. And F5s him on the table? Yeah, the way he tosses him on the table, but go back and watch how Otis falls out the ring. (laughs) (laughs) And you'll see what I'm talking about. I don't know, like, yeah, it's impressive he F5'd Otis through a table. Um, my question is, did it have to be Alpha Academy? They're one of the only tag teams that are a true tag team. Why not let him bury Shanky? Have Shanky come out on Raw and just get F5'd? That would be impressive, especially after that stupid dancing he does. And just give Jinder one for good measure, too, while he's there. Just because he's there. I would live with that. I'd much rather see Alpha Academy, who's very entertaining and is damn good in the ring, you know, WWE, their tag division, it's lacking. It, 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 it needs, is. you know, it like is. they have some decent teams, but we've all seen them face each other already. Um, They're recycling a lot of the same shit because right. they have to. And granted, I don't, I don't expect to see the Usos and Alpha Academy face each other anytime soon since they're both heels. But, I mean, geez. Did, like, I've seen Brock Lesnar F5 Mark Henry, and that was plenty impressive. Otis is not as big as Mark Henry. We've seen him F5... Big show. Yeah. I didn't need to see Brock Lesnar devour an actual tag team that is one of your better tag teams, even though you don't care about tag teams, Vince McMahon. Um, So, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's cool, but how many fucking times have we seen Brock Lesnar mow through two people at once just to get the point across that he's a beast? I don't think we need to see that. He's been doing that for 20 years now. I think we need to see at least... You know Brock Lesnar's a beast by now. Yeah. So, whatever. Uh, it wasn't the worst thing, but it was just like, okay, I've seen this before, you know? Um, so, what else happened on Raw? Oh, it's laughable. Again, we're being teased with a fucking Dominic Mysterio heel turn. God, wake me when it's over. Yeah, okay. The whole... So, so you mean to tell me... Now, I, I, I want to be done shitting on Judgment Day, but you just keep giving me reasons. So you mean to tell me you kick Edge out of the group to recruit Dominic Mysterio? Okay. Th- does that sound as stupid saying out loud as it does in your head? You kick one guy out who cut his hair. For a Hall of Famer to try and recruit a guy with a bad haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Smart thinking. Like, has anyone ever asked for a Dominic Mysterio heel turn? 
I believe us. I believe we were talking about this on like one of the very first episodes we did. Ray would have to turn heel for that. And we all know they're not doing that. Yeah, but that's who would have to do it because I trust him more than I trust Dominic being a bad guy. He has a little bit more experience in wrestling. What's he going to tell his dad? First off, I don't care how much taller Dominic Mysterio is. You can't tell me he can kick Ray's ass. Not even Ray's ass. I'm sorry. I don't think so. So this whole thing with Damian Priest and Finn Balor trying to fucking persuade Dominic Mysterio while shitting on Rey Mysterio and calling him a bad father. And and we get Rey and Finn Balor apparently for the first time ever. Finn Balor beats him. Finn's wearing new attire. Yeah, and it's like, you know what? I should care more about this because Finn and Ray, you would think, you know, it's going to be. And it it was a good match. It it was. But but it's just. It should have been a bigger platform. It's not just that. It's just, just, just. I wish they would talk gave, about a stench that they're not going to be able to get I off of. I wish they would have just gave this to Finn in the first place, right? And not with the stupid Judgment Day crap. And even Dominic, just put no, Dominic like, in NXT. I'm saying, like, give. I wish they would have gave Finn a stable in the first place and had him turn heel rather yeah, than wasting that shit. That edge cutting his hair. And the thing is, like, I, it doesn't help that Rhea Ripley is out with, I have believe, you seen a concussion. A of her lately? Yeah, her she, hair is a little longer. Dude, and she, speaking of the pictures, she has a heart monitor. I know. So what but the she, fuck? She posted a picture working out. She's working out and shit, so... The heart monitor's pretty concerning, though. She's yeah, a little too young Yeah, it's monitoring to, to see any, you know, irregular shit. But she looks good, man. I yeah. Like, I like her look now. And it just sucks because, like, honestly, at this point, she's probably the only thing I really care about in Judgment Day, and she's, out, she's on the shelf until further notice. Which means, you know, we're not going to see her and Bianca hook it up in the ring anytime soon because I got to tell you, that's probably the one women's match that we haven't seen one-on-one yet that I honestly can't wait to see because I think they'll yeah. kill it. And, yeah, it just sucks. Um, this whole Judgment Day thing fucking sucks. Just, uh, yeah, that picture you're showing me right now, hot dizam. Yeah, she, she, I like her look, bro. Them pigtails she got, and I, I like her leg tattoos. Uh, maybe not the pigtails for Judgment Day. I think Judgment no, Day. No, but I just enough. like how she looks. Like right, she, she's right. a very pretty girl, but they make her look so weird and scary with all the makeup they put on her. I don't mind all that. I just I don't like. I was saying. I think this. We were speaking about stenches that you can't get off of you. I feel like Judgment Day might just might be. Yeah, that. something we, we we thought would be good for them starting off just became like, yeah, yeah. I don't know. So that happened. We got, what else? Bianca fought Carmella for the woman's title, and Carmella oh. won by countout. Yeah. Smith and Logan Paul shit. Apparently, Logan Paul signed a multi year deal with WWE, and I would assume we're going to get Miz and Logan Paul wrestling each other at SummerSlam. That's fine. What I am bothered by with this Raw segment is this is how they're using AJ Styles and Tommaso Ciampa. We're teaming Tommaso Ciampa with the Miz of all fucking people. Yeah. Do, do I even need to get into why that does the parts of Ryan pay attention? All right, to. and AJ Styles because they're doing nothing with AJ Styles. Like they had him team with Ezekiel in a tag match, and it's like, what the fuck are we doing? This is why I said it. TV fourteen is just to start. They need better writers. But why are these guys even involved together? What? The writers don't know what the fuck to do. Just doing. give me AJ versus Chopper. Fuck. If this is if you got nothing for either of these guys, then give them to each other, and we can have a hell of a match if you give them enough time to, if you allow it. Um, Kevin Owens out in the shelf for the for, for the time being with I, I believe an ankle injury. I don't know, but it, I mean it's I guess they're you know Ezekiel's just kind of in limbo now because they didn't even finish their feud yet. Um, yeah, I don't want to see Champa with the Miz. I don't want to see Champa tagging with the Miz. You know, I like to see him tag with get fucking Johnny Gargano back. Throw him some money. Get these guys back in a tag team. Team DIY. And there's your team up against the Usos. Have five matches with them and let them fucking go. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to complain about that. Otherwise, I'm going to continue to complain about what I'm seeing. Um, I'm seeing our truth here and I'm inclined to not care. <laughs> Another mixed match of tag teams, main event, interesting stuff Bobby Lashley and Riddle, who are friendly together now. After a year ago, these guys hated each other, and Riddle was trying to wrestle the Bobby US Lashley title away from actually him. won the title off of Riddle, I think, right? No, it was the other way around, oh. but Riddle pinned Morrison, John Morrison, in a triple threat. Okay. So Lashley was protected. The interesting thing about this is that... And fighting. Seth Rollins' tag teams with Austin with Theory. Austin Theory. 
here's my theory on what's going on here Jeez. because before the match, Rollins is cutting a pretty good promo where he's talking about Riddle and I guess setting up a SummerSlam match. Uh huh. Theory walks in and interrupts and says, Hey, I don't mean to interrupt you, but you know, you have what I consider the greatest cash in of all time. You got Absolutely. any tips? And Seth Rollins does his laugh and says, You came to the right place. Walk <laughs> with me, baby. No and shit. walks away. This is what I think is going to lead to once Roman and Brock kick the shit out of each other, Theory's going to come out and just take pictures while they get counted out because he's Cash talking to in. Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is telling him, like, yo, you wait until the very end. And he knows just of all like people because he cashed in on who the same Who better to get coached than the guy who did it first? So I think it's, it's a story. On the two right guys here. that Theory exactly. would have to go through. Their first and last matches. That way you can make it, like... It's a good story, too. I like that. That way they can keep Roman and Brock, like, you're never going to see it again, but we'll never know who would have won because right, Theory. It's, right, and Seth Rollins and at Seth the same Rollins. time. And on top of that, you can always go back to Rollins and Theory in the future. Exactly. Because tell me that wouldn't be a hell who, of a match. Whose passion was better? Let's find and, out. And I don't know who you turn heel or face in that one or who you turn face because they're both heels. Um, but that's, man, I, I would love to see that. That match in between properly. the ropes is going to be. Yeah, that's what I'm ridiculous. saying. And even the promos, too. Because, yeah. hey, Seth Rollins can elevate Austin Theory. So, yeah, I feel like that promo right there, him at, telling him, walk with me, maybe, is like, all right, he's learning from Seth right now. So Bobby Lashley got the win in this match. And then I believe after this, Dolph Ziggler comes out of nowhere and lays out Austin Theory with a super kick to cheers. So I guess Dolph Ziggler's back. I guess he's back to help enhance Theory a little more. Like and he's we were just talking about he's a babyface, which is interesting because we haven't seen babyface Dolph Ziggler in a while. And I'm not. I'm, I like Dolph Ziggler as a babyface. I thought he had a lot of potential before, like we said earlier. He got the stench of bad booking on him, and he couldn't shake it off. And you know Ziggler might be one of the bigger what ifs in WWE history. I don't know, um, but like you said, he's back presumably to you know put Austin Theory over. This is what I would love to have seen instead of, you know, Bobby Lashley, which, you know, he does bring a lot to the U.S. title, obviously. He's a main eventer. But keep theory with the U.S. title, hadn't, you know, retain with a cheap win or, you know, DQ, whatever. Lashley could have been freed up to face Roman Reigns in a match that we haven't really seen much at all, not in the last four years, but not with these characters that they're playing. That would have been a much more fresher much more fresher. That would have been a fresher main event than Brock and Roman. Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns would have been a fucking heavyweight fight. Yeah, it would have. And it would have been great. Lashley, you know, Roman Reigns can beat him clean, but hey, Lashley's been protected if you haven't been paying attention. He hasn't really been pinned all that much in the last year. So, you know, I, I, and that would have freed up Ziggler and Austin Theory. Let's say Theory keeps the, world, the U.S. title, like I said, and he's still money in the bank. Let's let's have Ziggler challenge him for both and Theory retain both in a match at SummerSlam. That's a show-stealing opportunity right there. Yeah. What the fuck do I know, though? SmackDown. I don't know. I didn't even watch fucking much of SmackDown. Oh, Pat McAfee. Talk about TV14 being heavily foreshadowed. What was the one um, promo he's cutting on Happy Corbin? He says, I know we're not TV14 yet. But douchebag Corbin, <laughs> a douchebag, it has a ring to it, just like bum-ass Corbin. So uh, just imagine how much better Pat McAfee can be. Yeah. TV 14 Pat McAfee's McAfee. McAfee's good. They knew what they were doing, giving him that and they, yeah, they extension. Just, they just signed him to a He was out with extension. the McMahons at the UFC, so he's obviously he's liked. After selling a beatdown from Happy Corbin when Money in the Bank went off the he had the neck air. brace on, so he was still in character. Pat McAfee is selling injuries. After the fact, in public, what do you know? Yeah. Looked like fucking Andy Kaufman with that neck brace there, and it was he's great. hanging out with Vince, which maybe right now that might not be the best Might thing, not but, be the best idea. But he's with Stephanie and Triple and H, Triple too. H, who looks great, which is awesome to see. Yeah, because he, I, I want to see him do some of the writing for Raw now. So maybe fire everybody and just let Triple H write every show. Yeah, I honestly, I think that's really all I remember from SmackDown. I, I got to say, I didn't really watch much of SmackDown. I think Drew McIntyre was supposed to face Sheamus again to see who the number one contender is going to be at Clash at the Castle in Cardiff. 
Uh, last week, Drew McIntyre, instead of facing Sheamus, he faced Butch. And this week, he faced Ridge Holland. He won both of those matches. I mean, I, here's an idea for, uh, for SummerSlam. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, again, it's a, it's a feud that we've seen a lot of, but I do like their matches. They always fight physically. They are close backstage. So you, you figure chemistry. most wrestlers that are, you know, pretty tight backstage, they can hit each other a little harder and forgive each other, and they can have, you know, really good matches, have a lot, like you said, chemistry. I'm pitching an idea here. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus, number one contenders match. We don't see number one contenders matches anymore. Not, not on pay-per-view. Right at SummerSlam. So, all right, here we go. The winner of this is going to face the eventual champion, whether that's Brock Roman or even Theory, who knows, at Clash at the Castle. Put him in a cage. Why not? TV 14. Put him in a cage. Drew and Sheamus. Uh, just an idea. We've seen them do, you know, fighting in a crowd. No holds barred. No disqualification. We've seen all that. You already got a last man standing match. Them two in a cage would be dope. Maybe put him in a cage. With no ref. Please. I mean, might be asking a little much. No ref. But... Make him climb out or exit through the door. That's a cage match. Yeah, exactly. No pinfalls in this fucking match. And we find out that... So we raved about the Money in the Bank match, um, the the match in Money in the Bank between the Usos and the Street Profits, which was hands-down match of the night and might be one of the best matches we see all year. Especially, I I would definitely say it's the best tag match we've seen in WWE this year. I'd go as far as saying that. They're running it back because of the finish. Yeah, they're running it back because of the finish because Montez Ford's shoulder was up the entire time. Um, which I'm fine with after that match. I feel give it like to they're going to lose again, though, because I, I, Montez is showing like a little bit of frustration and little tiny bits of heel tendencies. Well, besides that, did you notice that they are giving us a special referee to make sure this doesn't happen again? Jeff did you Jarrett. S- double J. It's J-E-double-F. J-A-double-R-E-double-T. But Jeff Jarrett, referee for uh, Usos and Street Profits, Interesting, you know, choice, but I I don't mind it. Yeah, me neither. Jeff Jarrett has been, honestly, he's been seen a lot of Jeff Jarrett lately. He was the last guy on the Broken Skull session. And it was interesting because him and Stone Cold, his pops and Stone Cold had some, you know. Yeah, and they they touched on a little bit of heat. Yeah. Or, you know. I don't mind seeing Jeff Jarrett stick around a little bit. He wasn't that, he wasn't bad. It's just he might have thought he was better than he was because his father was a promoter. But. He had a pretty good match with Sean and at your house. He's, not for nothing. Jeff Jarrett looks fucking good, too. He does. He looks solid. In that fucking episode, he looked yeah. better than some people in the 30s. He's going to be at SummerSlam, special referee. We don't really even see special referee matches anymore, so we'll see. I would assume he's going to be a babyface referee unless he turns heel in the match. I don't hit know. somebody with a guitar. Right. TV 14, you can hit him with yeah. guitars again. <laughs> no shit. There that you go. would be dope. Never Slap know. Maybe, maybe we'll get some... Uh, Maybe we'll get the Slapnuts version of Jeff Jarrett. I don't know. On to AEW Dynamite, and this was... Take shit-a. <laughs> this was Fighter Fest, I believe, part one. And uh, your boy... Take shit-a. Well, Takeshita, but... Take shit I, that's, that's the only way I could really... I'm because of you. take shit <laughs> He fought Jon Moxley for the, the interim world title, and obviously Moxley's going to win that. Wardlow versus Orange Cassidy for the TNT. We didn't even send... Wardlow won the TNT title a couple weeks back against yeah, Scorpio I, I Sky. Yeah, didn't even get... Does he have both belts? No, they're not doing the both belt oh, shit anymore, God. which is cool. But I like that the TNT title is on Wardlow. I hope he has a long reign with it. Yeah, stop you know, fucking throwing it to everybody every week. Yeah, I hope he restores some prestige to it. I think it would be wise to do that, especially with Wardo. War, Wardo. <laughs> we'll imagine Wardo. Oh, Wardo. <laughs> Wardlow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I, I like Wardlow with the TNT title. I hope he has a long reign. And I hope whoever you know it is that beats him is someone that they plan on doing something with too because, you know... I would like to see something similar to what they did with Miro, with the uh, with the t- with the TNT title. He just mowed through people. Yeah, Wardlow should Give do him the a same. Good fucking winning streak. Wardlow could literally be like one of their biggest homegrown stars. The funny thing about this, I saw some clips. Was uh, Danhausen came and he was gonna curse Wardlow, but Wardlow looked at him and he was like, "You know what?" And he tapped him on the shoulder and walked yeah. away. So, and then here comes fucking Orange Cassidy with his 
Superman punch that. I think even if he really punched, punch. I think if he really punched Wardlow like that, it wouldn't do nothing. He, he went for an orange punch for Wardlow, caught him, and power bombed him, and obviously he won this match because not even AEW is going to put Orange Cassidy over Wardlow. That would make zero sense. So Chris oh, Jericho, wait. we're apparently getting another. Um, I think we're getting like some sort of barbed wired match with him and Eddie Kingston next week. We absolutely have to cover that. Yeah, that that has the potential to be hilarious. H- here it is. All right. Anarchy in the Arena, Blue Dick. Massive amounts. And it also may have cost Brian Danielson time off or, you know, just... Yeah. Blood and Guts was surprisingly good. This, this is the rubber match, even for them and for... Can they do it? Can they top the... To... Can they actually just put something... Put forth something good? Or is it going to be... I can't wait to see Eddie more Chris Jericho Submission. Oh, give me your arm. It's like something I would do to my son to act like I'm hurting him, but I'm not. <laughs> Are we going to see a fireball in the match now? It's not, it wouldn't be the first time we've seen a fireball. Jericho's a wizard. You never know. So, yeah, Luchasaurus is under the, um, the control of Christian, apparently. And I won't get too much into what happened this week because Luchasaurus squashed Griff Garrison. Um, but the week before... The scathing promo that Christian cut on Matt Hardy. Yo, heel Christian in AEW could be a big thing. He's pretty much taken over the role of... MJF? Yeah. Just one scathing remark after another, and Christian, what he said well, to yo, Matt not Hardy... not to get off topic with AEW, what does TV14 do for Edge? Yeah, you're right. When he comes back. You're right. But another not the thing AEW. Yeah, so Christian, who is cutting some of the best promos in the business right now. Um, a week ago, Matt Hardy came out and, you know, talked about how, you know, him and Jungle Boy are friends and how he hated what Christian did to him and how Matt Hardy was doing more or less the same to Butcher and the Blade and the Hardy front office and how he regrets treating him the way they did, the way he did. And Christian stops him right there and he says, wow, you're starting to sound like the Sober Brother, which, damn. Yeah, he, he, he ripped him. He said, you're trying to use your brother and his problems for one last ride or one last push or some shit. And ride the coattails of your brother, even though he has his problems. Yeah, it's... just like, what the fuck? And it led to Matt Hardy getting choke slammed through a table by Luchasaurus. I, I like the idea of Christian, you know, kind of having Luchasaurus under his control or just his, like, his heavy or whatever, and he just does what he says. I would love for... Luchasaurus to lose the fucking mask and the, the goofy name too would have to go with the mask and just can we see what he looks like underneath that yeah. and can we just you know drop the whole dinosaur shit to begin with because it's silly and it's even sillier now because he's supposed to be a serious dinosaur a heel dinosaur oh this could be so much better if you just drop the fucking mask yeah, and the goofy he's name built like a fucking machine man yeah what else do we get here on dynamite oh Tag team titles defended, and tell me if you heard this before, a triple threat tag match. Oh, wow. But... No wonder their ratings are down. Not enough triple threat tag matches or too many? Too many. Okay. Just wanted to be clear. But then again, with AEW fans, maybe it's not enough. There's never enough triple threat tag matches. Fuck it. Go back old school. Like, watch some of the old Survivor Series where they had, like... 10-man fucking Survivor Series matches, and you couldn't even go Irish whipped against the ropes because there was guys everywhere. Yeah. I mean, it's no wonder why referees don't pay attention to who the fucking legal man is or if you're even holding on to the tag rope or even in your corner to make the tag. Yeah, it's just enough with it. But the triple threat tag match, obviously the Young Bucks defending the tag titles against Team Taz, Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs, and Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Keenan and Kel. <laughs> Talk about another Nickelodeon reference. But Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland actually win the tag titles. They pinned Ricky Starks. It was Swerve that pinned Ricky Starks after stomping on his fucking face. Which looked brutal. This is, uh, apparently this was the plan all along. If Jeff Hardy didn't do what he did, the Hardys would have won the tag titles and they would have immediately dropped it to Swerve and Keith Lee. And it's kind of interesting how they put it. I'm not necessarily against it. How they can have, like, you know, a dynamic between them where they're, you know, sometimes might be at odds with each other, but they are great together. And they even, it's an interesting comparison. They said kind of like how Shaq and Kobe were. 
Yeah. How they didn't necessarily get along, but they were they they won. They, yeah. were, they were successful, they didn't need and then you could always be, right. You know? And and I can see that it's it's I can understand that because you could always turn Swerve Strickland heel, which they already have teased that he eliminated him in one of the battle royals. He eliminated Keith Lee, so there you go. That's going to be your heel when the time comes to pull the trigger on these. You know, maybe Strickland turning on Keith Lee and costing themselves the tag titles. And you can have yourself a meaningful storyline between the two. Mm-hmm. So at least you're doing something with two of the guys you brought over from WWE. Took you long enough. Yeah. I'm not necessarily thrilled that another, you know, thrown together tag team is holding the tag titles when you have fucking FTR holding everybody else's tag championships. I'm not yeah, thrilled no about that. But I could see the potential in this. I could see you actually are trying to do something with guys he just brought over, whereas they've been just yeah, kind of middling in the... just being on dark. Right. So I'm, I'm keeping an open mind with this. I'm not, like I said, I don't care for another makeshift tag team because we just had a makeshift tag team hold the fucking titles for half a year. But at least this makeshift tag team doesn't own a fucking dinosaur mask. Yeah. So I, I, can, I can get on board with it just so, you know, the potential is there to have Keith Lee versus Swerve Strickland... I think it could be pretty cool. They could, you know, have some intriguing storytelling in that. I'll keep an open mind on it. AEW has great tag teams, real tag teams within, you know, you know, at their disposal. But none of them hold any of their tag titles. Yeah, they had so many belts on one show. Right. So that's uh that was Dynamite. That was the week in wrestling. Wanted to give you a quick brief, you know, quick brief. Quick brief. <laughs> <laughs> briefly quick quickly brief recap of what happened other than the topics we discussed earlier um shit SummerSlam's right around the corner it is and it's i don't know it's gonna see how many matches get made in between now and then what is it two weeks away yeah it is two weeks away two saturdays away so you know i'm, I'm not really shit. i'm not hyped for the card a lot of it looks like rematches from wrestlemania they've even been you know talking about we might even get becky and bianca again look i've loved their match at wrestlemania i thought it was one of the best we've seen this year but come on man come up with something different damn we're already yeah. getting brock and roman again again Again, 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 again. Yeah. It's like, I, like, look, we get on AEW for doing the same shit all the time. I get it. But WWE does it too. Same feuds all the time. And granted, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, Cody Rhodes, all out with injuries. That doesn't help. Just like what AEW's dealing with with no Punk and no Brian and MJF dealing with his situation, which who the hell knows what's going on with that. But yeah, SummerSlam, hopefully by the time, you know, the show comes... Maybe it'll, you know, surprise us. I don't know. If you don't already, follow us on Instagram at the underscore wrestling underscore high. For Mikey Bravo, this is Lex James. We'll see you next week.